Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Could your family's past be a key to healing your present? On today's show, we'll explore Dr. Shelley Kerr's work with genealogical regression, learning how alleviating the suffering of your ancestors can help you extend loving kindness to your own generation and maybe even to those who haven't been born yet. Are you ready to meet her? For two decades, Shelly Kerr, PhD, has helped thousands of people around the world achieve greater peace and happiness in their lives. A world-renowned past-life regressionist, Shelly's method of combining energy work with hypnosis has been endorsed by numerous leaders in the field of consciousness, including near-death experience pioneer Dr. Raymond Moody and Dr. Brian Weiss. Her new book is Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. You can find out more about Shelly and her work at pastlifelady.com. Shelly, welcome to Out of the Fog. Karen, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm glad you're here. I want to get right to the good stuff. Now, we've talked a lot about past life regression on the show, and I think the listeners probably, we know what that is, right? What is genealogical regression? Like, what is this new thing? Well, what happened was, you know, I've been doing past life regression for many years. And the the point of doing that would be to take a client to the source event of whatever the issue is that they're coming there to resolve. But sometimes intuitively, there's a sense that, wait a minute, I just don't feel like we're getting there. We're not digging deep enough. And I realized that sometimes the people actually needed to heal the energies that they were bringing through from their ancestors rather than from themselves. Because believe it or not, Karen, this is hard to believe, but real scientists are now knowing and understanding that maybe as much as 20% or even more of our actual personalities and the way that we're behaving in our current life is actually being brought straight through from our ancestors. And so this is a huge area. And so I ended up um, developing a process that I called genealogical regression, where, okay, we've already explored the past lives. Now we're going to need to go meet with the higher selves of mom and dad, and then go physically like or in guided imagery down the ancestral line and send light and healing and compassion to the actual ancestors. And people would have visual encounters with these people who they've never seen before, but they identify them as their ancestors. And when we send healing to the ancestors, then we can enjoy that that energy has made a shift. It moves all the way forward through time, um, energetically impacting and benefiting everyone in the ancestor line, um, the individual themselves, their parents, and even their children, future generations. And it's incredibly transformational. Do you believe, I don't know the right way to ask this question. Let's see. Do you believe that we always reincarnate in the same family line or 
if we were looking at my past life, would I have a different set of ancestors every time I come into the body? I think that's a great question. I think that sometimes we do come in. I mean, I believe that we choose our families in each mm -hmm. incarnation. So I think sometimes maybe, you know, I have had clients who, who, yes, they identified that the people they saw in that ancestral line that they already, well, in fact, it, it happened just last week when I was working with a client doing one of these sessions that we're discussing, she went several generations back and when she came back from the session, she goes, oh my gosh, you know what? That was actually me. And I could see that I was in my same ancestral line in the past and I'm here now. And I chose this family because I'd been with this family before. So I think that's possible. I mean, I think that, you know, there's such richness to the connections that we have with our family that certainly those ties could be very deep. But then I think also other times we probably choose a brand new family because of whatever it is that we as a soul want to learn and experience for our growth, you know, when we incarnate here. So in genealogical regression, you're working with me, Karen, as I am now in this incarnation and the ancestors that are part of, if I'm understanding you right, what part of the kind of the energy and the patterns and the behavior and the, that I brought with me when I came into this body we're calling Karen now. Yes, that's right. Because when people go into a past life, they're still traveling in the past and they're viewing, you know, out their own eyes, let's say they're viewing scenes and they're able to identify, you know, that they lived in medieval times or whatever it was. But in this case, like Karen, you would meet with the higher selves of your mother and your father, and you would have a conversation with them, whether they're alive or whether they're in spirit, we acknowledge that this is more of their highest self, their soul. So they're like a more all knowing aspect of themselves. And then we would say, okay, mom and dad, so do either of you need healing on the family line today? Yes or no. And then let's, I'm just making this up, right? But let's say mom says, yeah, we do. Okay, great. So you and mom, um, and I always work with um, either a guide or an angel. I've always found, I know your Episcopalian background, which I find absolutely fabulous and amazing. And, um, you know, I feel like everybody really has benefited over the years. When I do any session, I have them enlist the help of either an angel or a guide of some kind who goes with them on the journey, who can help answer questions and just be there, be by their side. So let in this example I'm making, let's say you and your mom and angel are going to go out into a visual encounter and once again, I mean, I guess if you're, you're seeing yourself in a past life, I mean, obviously you're seeing yourself in a way you've never seen yourself before. So this is the same thing, only you're floating over events and you're seeing whole scenes, you know, take place. And then when people ask, well, who, who is this? And they go, well, this is either, you know, my great, 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 great grandfather or mother. And this is kind of what's happening. What are the feelings you're feeling there? And then we would work to bring a transform, like, first bringing transformative healing light to painful, difficult energies to try to lighten that up as well as, you know, okay, great. So why is this event that we're looking at right now? How is that actually affecting you and everyone in the family? What is the impact that's made on you? And so then we try to just move forward and just send healing to all members of that family lineage and, people can experience, you know, just an opening 
of energy and expansion of light in the body that feels very, very um, relieving and healing and transformational. There's something really beautiful about this to me that's, that's making me think about how our, our love and our energy, our ability to heal and change transcends what we see as the boundaries of chronological time. And that to me, the part about working with an angel, working with a guide, that's a, such a huge part of healing as I understand it. When we open up to what's there that's more than us, no matter what we call it. And there's a lot of healing in that, it seems to me. I think it's incredibly transformational. Um, when I do these journeys myself, I've always encountered this big giant angel who's just always been with me, comes to go with me places. And I, over the years, because I've worked with so many clients now, you know, I feel that this divine, just knowing that there is a connection to, as you've said, something bigger than ourselves, the divine God, spirit, source, and that we are loved, we are infinite, and it's very comforting to have that deeper sense that we are not alone on this life journey, no matter how difficult it becomes. And I think that helps people to just be open to, you know, the divinity within themselves, as well as just having the experience and being able to accept the transformation from the experience, because they're not alone in this. If if our ancestors did something awful, does uh, some of that stain or um, debt or stuff to be worked out, can that come with us into our present incarnation? I feel like, I, I guess, you know, there's that biblical concept that's really prevalent in many world religions about the sins of the father are going to be replayed on the son. And I, I definitely believe that there are, let's say, holographic impressions of things that happened, which you mentioned before, because what we're dealing with here is the idea of timelessness, that mm -hmm. perhaps time really is an illusion. And so we really can extend this light to others. So I would think if there were regrettable things in the past, you know, a lot of my clients see their ancestors and wars and just different things and having to make decisions that potentially, well, you know, one of the case studies in the book, the man had to go, he found himself in a past life as a general for Alexander the Great. And he was on this last hurrah going off into India in a battle he didn't want to do. He recounted the fact that the soldiers working for him didn't want to be there either. They were furious. And he, this is where he ended up passing away and then we did also a genealogical regression um, where he had a connection with his grandfather and things so in the Alexander the Great aspect he was saying well you know this is foolish I shouldn't even be doing this I've led all these people to their deaths and I've done horrible things here and yet you know you either do it or you you're gonna die I mean you know so I think that there's probably not a single human being alive who wouldn't have an ancestor who's done things that maybe they didn't want to do or that they understand isn't the right thing to be doing. And so part of it is when we're trying to heal, I mean, even in our current life, every single person alive has done things that they're probably not very happy about. Well, we have to learn how to let that go and, you know, just bless it and just move on and do better and, and forgive ourselves and learn to love ourselves. And I think that's part of the lesson as well. 
You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Dr. Shelley A. Kerr. Her new book is Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life, The Transformative Power of Genealogical Regression. And you can find out more about Shelley and her work at pastlifelady.com. So how does one of these ancestor healings work? Is it uh, is it very emotional for the person who's going through it? Is it is there a sense of communication between the person uh, who's embodied now having the experience? Is there a sense of communication, direct communication between them and their ancestors? How does this work? Yeah, it can be very, very emotional. Um, one of the case studies that I really love in this book, you know, I, I guess everybody, even if you're doing what you feel like is your calling, you still always question it during different times in your life. Maybe you feel like you're a little burned out or you just feel like, well, should I be doing something else or not? And these methods are very good for kind of identifying what is our sole purpose? Why are we here? And I had a, a woman come in for a session. Um, she had been working as a nurse for many years. She was very good at it, but she still just wanted to go. No, I mean, okay, I've been doing this. Um, she said that her mother, her grandmother, like that whole side of the family, they're all nurses. She just wanted to make sure, is there, is there something else for me? And she ended up traveling on her mother's side down the family lineage. And she wound up at a moment during the Civil War where she saw her ancestor just selflessly and tirelessly giving to others. And this embodiment of selflessness had been brought forth through her whole lineage and this is how her mother and grandmother raised her you know and and she just was moved to tears just thinking my gosh what am I even questioning of course this is my purpose and she just found her own ancestors this visual encounter and, and again I guess sometimes it's more of them floating over the events almost like almost like they're the angel who's floating over their ancestors seen rather than actually communicating with them <sighs> but she was so inspired by what she saw that she just absolutely, um, you know, was broken into tears. And, and she came out of the session saying, I'll never doubt that again. This is definitely what um, I'm here to do and I'm going to continue doing it. And I'm going to do it enthusiastically and, you know, with a lot more reverence even now that I've had this experience. In the book, you the third part of the book is the experiences that we can have ourselves so that readers who pick up the book can have their own guided journey, have their own experiences. And I'm wondering if you can um, just share with us how that would work. And I always want to know as a practitioner myself, how the reader can know this is safe, because I think sometimes, even though I know that we're all guarded and protected every moment, I think we get nervous diving into stuff like this, because what if I wreck something? What if I see something scary? What if I get traumatized or re-traumatized? What if I, without knowing it, mess it up? I think it's a great point. Um, the guided journeys that I've been doing for so many years. I, I put a lot of these in the book so that the reader can find answers in their own time, in their own space. Um, and the journeys are designed so that we are acknowledging that we are connecting with only that which is of love and light, 
There's a relaxation where we put a shield of protective golden light around us. And then when we do connect with either an angel or a divine being, that there's that intention that's built into the scripts because the book has is filled with scripts that readers can use themselves. And so it's built into that, that we are 100% constantly acknowledging that only that which is of our highest good, only that which is of the highest love and light is available to us. And much of these exercises in this book, we've got um, different chapters where we have a chapter about our mother and a chapter about our father and the exercises like talking with our mom, doing some inner child work um, where we go and meet with the higher self of our mom or dad to talk about things that maybe we misunderstood in childhood that might be causing us emotional pain and just forgiving and healing. And then we do a lot of discussions about um, mother's side of the family and the ancestors and father's ancestors and things like that. And then there's some acknowledgement as well about those who may be adopted, because I think that's very important. Um, there's some journeys where we could go connect like with our birth parents and with our adopted parents, because I don't really feel that, I mean, I get nature versus nurture, but the real reality is that if you were adopted by someone, I mean, to me, that's almost, that, that's just like the highest level of love that anyone could ever extend to another human being and there's a destiny to that and so there's exercises that acknowledge that for those people who find themselves in that situation as well and it's just always done in a very loving space so um i, I guess again i've been doing this so long and i've always just had this little process that seems to work very well for people because the intention is really what matters as you know um, with anything that we do and the intention is built into it who do you think is uh, best served by doing this work, by looking into it? How would someone know if this is, if this resonates with them or if they're at the right place on their journey to do this? That's a great question. I feel like it's, um, I mean, if they're listening to this conversation and they're saying, wow, that sounds interesting. I mean, I feel like that's probably enough to say maybe this is something worth looking into one of the points that I'm making in the book is these little exercises that we do where we don't even have to really, we could just sit in meditation, you know, and just say, okay, today I just want to send love and prayer. You can call it prayer, right? This is the same thing. I'm going to pray for my ancestors. I'm going to thank them for everything that they've done to help me get to this point. I'm going to imagine that I can extend that love out to all of my cousins, my grandparents, my you know, future generations who have not been born yet. I mean, it's just really that easy. There's exercises in there to do that that take literally two minutes a day. And, you know, as you know, there's so much healing that can be done and that needs to be done on our planet right now. I mean, it's just one of the aspects as we heal and send prayers and blessings to all people on the planet. This is just another way to, to focus in on, wait a minute, you know what? I need to love my ancestors in order to experience greater love in my own life because of not only the sacrifices that our ancestors have made, but again, just to every person who, who relaxes a little bit and brings more light into their being, they show up in the world just a little bit gentler. 
And then that makes an impact on all people who come in contact with them. And so there's an exercise that kind of takes you kind of through what I'm talking about right now, where really it just doesn't, it just takes a couple minutes a day just to love and pray for people, whether it's our ancestors or each other. And it's just so transformational. How is it that we can send healing into the future when we in our limited like body state now can't see that clearly or know how that's going to unfold? In the first book that I ever wrote on past lives was um, endorsed by Dr. Ryan Weiss back in 2002, it came out um, called Lifestream Journeys into Past and Future Lives. And in that book, I took people into the past, took them into a current life event where they met with their angel and they were told what their purpose is. And then I had them progress into a possible future because all future events, although they have not happened yet, there's different things that are in the field of possibility. So I would have them progress into a positive event where they are happy and they're healthy and they are experiencing the highest um, level of soul purpose and doing what God put them here to do. And so they could tap into that feeling and then they could come back to their present moment awareness having done kind of a reverse engineering, like, well, what were the steps that I took to get to this wonderful event? And so they could just go forward in their life, um, just being more empowered or doing the things that would lead them into places of great happiness. And so in a similar way, we can just use our imagination just to imagine that we don't know who these people are, but we could feel them if we really think about it. We can send that loving feeling into future generations through a feeling. Shelly, how can listeners reach you? I know we're just up against the clock here. How can they find out more about your work and dig into everything that you offer? Yes, uh, my main website is pastlifelady.com and I have a Facebook page um, Past Life Lady. I have another Facebook page with, which is Shelly Care which is S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-K-A-E-H-R. And if they go to Past Life Lady, there's a book link there that'll take them off to see some of my different books that I've done. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for being on the program. It's great fun to talk to you. Thank you. Karen, it's a blessing. I wish you continued success in all you do. Thank you, Shelley. That is Dr. Shelley A. Kerr. Her newest book is Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life, The Transformative Power of Genealogical Regression. You can find out more about Shelley and her work at pastlifelady.com. You can find her on pa- Facebook also at Past Life Lady or at, uh, I, think she, I think she said Shelley Kerr, K-A-E-H-R. So check that out. You're also always welcome over at karenhager.com. That's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private intuitive session with me there if you are so inclined. It's also a good place if you check out the On The Air page, you'll be able to see who's coming up on this radio program. I invite you to subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. We are all over the place. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Fog City Psychic there. And I've started putting these episodes up on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube and search for Karen Hager, my big smiling face is going to pop right into your browser. Now, if you believe as I do that when we focus on peace in our hearts, 
and peace in the world, kind of like Shelley was talking about, using our, our imagination to send healing forward. When we focus on peace in our hearts and peace in the world, we really can make change. If you believe that, I invite you to join me the first Sunday of every month for opening the peaceful heart call for love. That's a free 15 minute guided meditation where people from all over the world come together. We focus quietly on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. It's a wonderful time of coming together once a month. That's at no cost. There's no selling, no yelling, no politics, just peace. You can get details and sign up for reminders about that at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.